after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. What a day it's been Rangers scored a James Tavernier penalty To equalise at St Mirren It was only a point And then Celtic won Which means it's nine points at the top It's another disappointing result For Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Where does this leave him? Where does this leave you Rangers fans? Where does it leave the title race? That will be the main questions I'm sure uh, For one half of Glasgow For the other half of course It's just another win I'm sure many of you didn't think That Ross County's penalty for handball should have been but of course Celtic have the firepower to respond to these things and they did this afternoon so whatever is on your mind it's 01419511025 get in touch right now Scott's a Rangers fan sum up how you feel after that Scott Oh the game of the day yes. um, pretty surprised me to be honest I'm pretty getting used to being a bit gutted with the way they're playing but I'm on for one player in particular and I think Hugh knows I've been on in the past talked about Morales and I, and I had said in the past about his attitude uh, I don't like him at the club. I even says once on the, 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 the show before that if he scored three against Celtic, I still wouldn't take him. I don't know if he remembers that. But I think his performance today was nothing short of disgraceful. And he should not be playing for Rangers at all. I was absolutely embarrassed for the way he played. Never mind bring one of the young boys. He could have put a 12-year-old boy in there and he'd have played much better in the day. Now, I don't know what's wrong with him. I know everybody talks about his fitness. Um, he does look overweight to me. The rest of the players, what can I say? Um, we can go on about Gio About no having the players with injuries But that team we've got today Should be still capable And they're not There's something really missing Because the quality is not there at all uh, But as I say My main, my main gripe is Morelis He should not be playing with Rangers at all The sooner he's at the door the better I think when the restructuring of the club comes Scott As it inevitably must uh, Then I don't think Morelis has any part to play um, his attitude today was questionable His contribution was virtually non-existent He had a wild shot in the first half uh, He then creates the chaotic atmosphere Which began the second half By getting booked in a nanosecond after kick-off St Mirren dropped the park straight away from the free kick They force a throw-in And from the throw-in they score their goal uh, for me, there's no question now about whether Rangers should offer him an extension to the contract. They should just forget that idea. Uh, the rebuild at Rangers will require those who have the proper attitude, and he no longer has it. He has, in his time, been a truly outstanding player for Rangers. He was, in his time, a major sellable asset for Rangers. Not any longer. How much of the St Mirren goal do you hold against Morelos, Scott, or is it what happens after? Or does he you know? Does he set it all off with the, the daft free kick? No, I don't. I I don't really hold anything against him for that because there's a lot happens after that. Um, to be honest, I probably if anything want to blame the boy King for that because he tried to take a touch behind. I don't know why he tried to take a touch. Now, a, a, a natural defender, and I'm not saying he's no. Although in my opinion, again, I don't think he's got the stature for it to be a a future centre-half but time will tell uh, a big goal to him that I just booted that first time at the park and that, that was his fault um, can, I, can I just make another point about, about can, can I say of about, uh, uh, just about players that I, I think that aren't good enough that I think if, if a new manager comes in needs to um, it's no case I need to get rid of can I give them new contracts you're talking like say McGregor Arfield Davids Wright Sakala Matonda Halander um, Roof, I think I've named about nine there, and then you're talking about Tillman and Sands, who I don't believe that will buy 
um, they need to go and we need to buy better quality. So that's 11 players for a start that we need to get out the door, even if a new manager comes in. I mean, that's quite a list. Gordon, um, Scott kicked it off with a passionate criticism of Alfredo Morelos. Is it fair? Oh, 100%. I said on the, the show during the game, Gordon, I felt for Van Bronckhurst in the situation that you're sitting there as a manager and your job, you're looking out there thinking, my job depends on guys, you know, going out there and giving it their all for me. I thought Morelos today, and look, I've backed him throughout the, the, the years at Rangers. I think, you know, he scored goals. He's been terrific for him at times. But I thought he was an absolute disgrace a football player today. I really do. I'm as strong as that. I thought he offered nothing. There was no character about him. He's just the way he went about the pitch. He knew, he must have understood the situation Rangers were in. Uh, not just for the fact with the manager, but if they drop anything at St Mern, Celtic go and capitalise in three points. That's, I think a lot of Rangers fans will concede that's the league gone already. Um, I thought, and look, I'll cut him a little bit of slack. He's not the only one. I think there's a few in there. If you do go and ask any Rangers fan, tell me, pick a pick a man in match for Rangers today. I think you struggle. I think you'd need to just put names in a bag and pick it out. I think Rangers have went back the way. Unbelievable. I think players are not playing to their capability. I think players are looking at each other, looking for someone to lead them and give them the spark. There's no leaders. There's no character. I I, I felt for Van Bronckhorst I did Look, end of the day It comes down to him He's a guy that makes the decisions He picks the team Yes, you can argue They've got injuries But that should be a good enough side To beat St Mirren's And Livingston's And teams like that The entertainment value is dross Let's be honest about it It's rubbish So I think Van Bronckhorst Will leave the building But I'm sure Any new manager Coming in watching that On the evidence I would not be putting my hat on Guys like Morelos not to save my job. What happens to the manager now, Scott? Well, I've, I've been on social media, and I think I was only used a couple of weeks ago, saying that you know I'll, I'll always back him while he's he's manager. But I do think um, I think the fan power I'll, I'll, I'll kind of push him at the door now. He, he can't survive now. He really can. That's the last three games we've picked up. We've dropped four points. Uh, the style of play we're playing is not getting any better so I think the pressure's against him I did say in social media I don't think he'll get sacked I think he'll have a meeting with the board and I think I do think he'll walk he'll make the decision that's my opinion Thank you very much to Scott for kicking things off let's bring in Mike who's also a Rangers fan how much more of this can you take Mike? Uh, I've had enough Gordon um, I've, this is the first telephone just show uh, I've phoned when Gordon and Mark have been on and when um, I think when Marvin was on um, with Simon um, I've been saying for three or four weeks now um, enough's enough uh, there's something going on behind the, behind the closed doors I don't know what the hell's going on um, something's not right um, Geo you can't you can't you can't galvanise the players I mean Morelos for a professional athlete is overweight um, it's looks like there's too many chip buddies um, Ryan Kent I think has improved the last couple of games um, I don't agree with the last call. I think he was a harsh on Leon King. Yeah, he was at fault for the goal, but he's going to need an experienced campaigner beside him. Um, just a question to your ex-players, um, Gordon. Um, there's something wrong with the conditioning of the players behind the scenes. Why do they think the, the, the club's picking up so many injuries? I know you can give it, maybe give or take Hollander or Ruth being quite injury prone, and maybe John Suter to an extent as well, but what does Gordon and your other ex-players think what could be going behind the scenes that's maybe causing all these injuries? 
Well, it's a hard thing to comment on when you don't know personally their their training schedules. Like in I'm also not teams. sure if, if it's all the same type of no. injury, maybe, but I don't think these are. Like with Celtic, was it a couple of seasons ago they were last getting? Season. Was it last season they were getting hamstring injuries, and everyone's saying that Ange Postecoglou the intensity in training's too high. I remember Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool getting the same. So it's hard to it's hard to put a, a point in that. What I did say the, the other night though was, if anything. Some reports coming out and bits and pieces that you hear is that the Rangers training went down a notch in terms of intensity after Steven Gerrard and, and Beale left. So you think it may have the opposite effect. Now, in terms of performances on the pitch, I can relate to that. The intensity on the pitch and the pace that they play at is much mm-hmm. slower than what went before under Gerrard and Beale and, the, and Gary McAllister. So... But in terms of injuries, how are you ever gonna how are you ever gonna pinpoint that and say this is why we're getting all these injuries unless you're getting the same injury across the board, then it's impossible to say. Do you think there's any chance that the manager survives this, Mike? I know you want him to go, but that's you know, that's your opinion on it. Do you think the board share that opinion now after today? Or do you think there is a chance he limps on? I think the the writing's on the wall, Gordon. Um He's, he's, he's almost been a dead, dead man walking ever since he mentioned it before the Champions League campaign the players weren't good enough to compete I think after then it was uh, he basically I think, I think he's chucked the towel on um, the players are just down tools I mean Morales I would get shot I would actually get shot at him good luck if I get a million for him um, he's, been at the, he's been in the country for five years and he's, he can't even speak a word of English um, obviously because Gio and Roy McKay can but um, he's just made no effort to settle in um, I would get rid of Gio. I mean, you've got a guy down south. He might not be a popular choice, but you've got it's a Sean Dyche. I mean, you know, I know he's I know his brand of football is not the best, but it's a results business. And Walter Smith um, wasn't renowned for playing attractive football, but still got results into European finals. Gordon, um, something needs to give. And I, I know the compensation package as well. You're talking about, but Rangers are in a healthier financial position now than they were say maybe four or five years ago. You know, they are now. Yeah. Um, financially viable and I'd, I'd maybe say maybe take a couple of million and get rid of Van Bronckers but that could be worth more if we continue to lose and um, you know if we're going to lose and mm-hmm. further points to sell it yeah. you know, I'm sure Morelos speaks a bit more English than he lets on and mm-hmm. a little, I don't think that matters too much like, you don't need to go down that road necessarily Hugh but look there's a lot going on for Mike and I, I just wonder Right now, what are the Rangers board doing right this second? Right. Have they had any sort of talk today? Well, well, and by the way, that might be then that they're not going to sack him and they want to. But have they have they had, have they had anything today? Have they spoke after the game? Does it happen tomorrow? Does it happen Monday morning? If they haven't spoken, it's corporate negligence. You have to have your succession plan in place, or indeed, if you don't wish to use your succession plan, you have to let the fans know. If Gio Van Brockhurst is staying But There must be talks going on Probably right at This moment inside iBooks Because the impact of this Result is not reserved for This programme, it has to reverberate Around the club And therefore The chairman and his chief exec And the directors Have to be discussing now The way forward, the logistics of the situation must be that if the manager is to go, then they have to discuss with his legal team the terms of the departure and those who came here from Holland with him. 
Um, if he's not to go, then they must come out and explain to the fans why they retain mm. faith in the manager. But logistically, things have to be happening now. And I mean this minute. Uh, thank you to Mike in Edinburgh. Let's bring in Billy in Greenock. Billy, how does it feel being a Rangers fan tonight after watching that earlier? I will. Uh, as for my point, I, I've been, I, I'm 60 years of age and I've been a Rangers fan obviously all my life. I've seen tickles for, for 34 years. Can I ask Gordon a direct question? Go for it. Gordon, you've been a manager. Uh, Morelis is clearly unfit, right? He's clearly unfit. He's clearly overweight, right? That's not even up for debate, right? So, so if you were the Rangers manager today or a manager of any team in Morelis, would you have played Morelis today? And see, before you answer, I feel Morelis is sticking two fingers up to Rangers supporters. The guys like me who pace my town every year for a season ticket, the guys who buy strips, guys who buy merchandise, the guys clearly on fit. He disrespects Rangers fans. He comes back overweight. He comes back for South America overweight. He comes back on fit. A yes or no question, Gordon, would you have played Morelos today? Um, <coughs> if everybody was fit, no, but I can understand why Van Bronckhurst went with him because you've got Roof injured, you've got Cholak injured, you've got young Robbie Ewer, um, you know, on the bench. So, I can, and, and you're fighting for your job. And you're hoping that he goes out there and he performs for you. I said on this show, I, I, I agree with a lot of the things you say there. I thought he was an absolute disgrace. Um, modern day footballers the way they get treated they get they turn up in the morning their, 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 their food's there the, their lunches are there everything's put in place for them their body fats everything there's no excuse to be as unfit as Morelis and let's let's cut to he's, he's not fit he's not he's not sharp he, he's not fit but it's his attitude for me today the manager needed a big... So did the Rangers supporters. They knew how important this game was going for them today going into the World Cup. They would expected Rangers... Uh, sorry, Celtic to pick up three points. And I know that they got over they got over the line and Ross County too. But you would expect Celtic's got to pick the three points up. So to keep that title challenge, they knew how difficult, how important it was. If I was a Rangers supporter sitting watching that paying my money, I'd be absolutely disgusted. You have to widen this conversation beyond Morelos Morelos will go from Ibrooks under the term natural wastage because he's got nothing left to give them this is about a club that has seriously lost its way and now have to decide who leads them in the immediate future and that's why I say the next 48 to 72 hours are crucial the decision has to be made manager in or manager out and then who do you want to replace him if you have decided that his time is up? But this goes beyond Alfredo Morelos. He's got nothing left to offer Rangers. His attitude has betrayed Rangers, betrayed Steven Gerrard, and after him, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. But it is the club in general where a massive rebuild will have to take place. Thank you very much. You can hear the frustration from Billy and Mike and the other Rangers fans. How do you feel out there? Pick up that phone and let us know. Celtic fans, you'll be out of Celtic Park by now, I would imagine. So why not pick up the phone? Let us know how important a win that was for you. And we'll speak to you next. The game.
games are over, the talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel are here reacting to quite an incredible day of Premiership football. We're about to bring in a Celtic fan for reaction to that game at Celtic Park against Ross County. But Derek in Lark Hall was through first. How do you feel as a Rangers fan tonight, Derek? Evening, panel. Gordon, how you doing? Good, thank you. Um, I, I just don't. I think getting rid of the manager is the first step, but it's the first step of any that need to be taken. I think. If you go back to the end of last season, we all watched the Scottish Cup final and seen McGregor getting brought on. We've seen Blake Davis potentially leaving. The fact that Goldson signed a new deal, I think we miss him at the minute, was was brilliant because he was staying. But I can't believe that a Rangers team at that day of the Cup final were looking at replacing a first-team goalkeeper, somebody like Steve Davis in the middle of the park, Arfield running down his contract, knowing that Morelos and Kent were out of contract. I think there's even more. I think there's another four or five players and the, the bigger squad out of contract in the summer, to not even to have to replace all four of them now. And again, when was the last time Lundstrom had a, a dodgy first six months and now he's obviously a good part of the team, but you're, you're relying on a manager coming in. People are saying Sean Dyche and all that. Why would any of them come up here and work that recruitment team when we haven't made a signing that gets pass marks for two seasons? Cholak, even Cholak, I, I think that's lucky. If it took me 10 minutes to sit and look him up and see that he's made three or four moves. When he's played with a strike partner like at Malmo, he scored 20 goals a season. When he moved, I think it was to Turkey, um, he played as a lone striker and got eight goals in like 40 games. I just don't understand like how are these people making these decisions again and again. John Suter, as a free agent, was too good a, a gamble. You can, you can understand that. But guys like Kamar Roof still at the club, guys like Phil Hollander, it, the, these people are continually injured. And for a new manager to come in, who makes that decision? Ross Wilson? Well, I don't like him making any decisions, never mind who the new manager is. I'm not sure that Ross Wilson would have the final say in who the new manager is if there's a new manager. Oh, he'll be playing a big old part if he's yeah, the sporting yeah. director. But so will Stuart Robertson. Yeah, sure. But so will Douglas Park. Um, but Ross Wilson is behind Giovanni Van Bronckhurst on the list of those to be criticised. Uh, by the Rangers fans, the manager gets no, not, it. Not Derek next. though. Derek thinks no. that the problems are, do go deeper. Yeah. Can you see any logic in that? The, 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 clearly, that's why I say you have to widen the the story beyond Alfredo Morelos or any other individual who's not coming up to the mark. This is about where a club goes from here, and I think Ross Wilson has to take his share of the blame for where Rangers are at today. And obviously Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is the same And that's why I say logistically People have got to be round a table Tonight at Ibrook Saying where do the club go from here What do you make of that overall then If you're talking Because this clearly isn't about just Alfredo Morelos Or just the way Giovanni Van Bronckhurst sets the team out Mark And, And Derek's talking about Recruitment and the types of players identified and contracts, it's all in there. Yeah. Um, made the point early in the season, before the season kicked off, that I thought the Rangers team needed refreshed and you're depending on a lot of the same players just going to the well time and time again. And Derek's mentioned a good few of them there, Arfield, Davis, and even Golson and Tavernier. You know, again, Tavernier's the one that scores the goal. Whether you look at Celtic and the the full thing was really refreshed and I, I get a couple of good signings helps that along Rangers have went stale they went stale before the season 
even really get underway. And that's the problem. So I do think it needs, like you say, it, it does need transformed massively. I'll just not come from one guy. Now, mm. the manager is obviously key because he he leads the ship. He's the one that fronts up. But uh, Ross Wilson, is he escaping much of the criticism as well? Is he indispensable? I get that clubs put in sporting directors or whatever director of football for a reason because that continuity going forward. But when it doesn't work and so dramatically, mm. is there a question mark that you change that as well? I think that there must be. So what is this then Gordon Is this about not Strengthening From a strong position I know Rangers didn't win the league last season mm-hmm. But they got to a European final And then the season before that They did win the league So how are we here Where everything is getting called into question Yeah uh, You're right Gordon It's not just um, The players on the pitch It's not the manager The board Ross Wilson Sporting director Everyone Is coming under a spotlight And I think rightly so uh, I think the recruitment's been very, very poor indeed. You even go back to uh, January when the big signing that was going to make such a difference, Aaron Ramsey came in, you've had Matondos in. You've, I feel for Lawrence, I thought Lawrence showed a bit of promise, but the rest of the players, for me, hasn't really kicked Rangers on forward. Uh, you look at Celtic, every single one of them have probably made a big impact. It's not happened at Ibrox, and I think that as much as Van Bronckers will carry the can, I think other people behind the scenes mm-hmm. have got to take a bit of the blame as well. I take your point, Derek. It's nice to have that balanced overview and you think there are a lot of other people that have got questions to answer. But still, does does Giovanni does that mean he survives this or, or not? No, I don't think so. I don't think he can. The when Gerard just when Gerard left, Rangers he conceded, I think, the first goal or the opening goal in five or six games and they got a good result in Europe and he gave that famous note to the interviewer about is he, is he going to leave or whatever and then he left and when Gio came in he, can, he, he could tell he was a bit more reserved and we didn't concede as much goals but recently it's brutal it's it's so hard to watch and like in the Champions League I, I, I was always one of those guys that wanted the glamour group um, I'll maybe change my mind next time if, if that happens again <laughs> but um, even then it's still Nah, I don't think so I think he's playing The same players Again maybe he doesn't have Any options But not, not for me I just, I'm just i just a bit more concerned That Sean Dice Was quoted in the press During the week About saying he knows Ross Wilson But I think Unless we make a, 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 The next few decisions Are spot on We could be in trouble For a for a wee while Ok thank you very much To Derek and Lark Hall It's 01419511025 Or it is Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's start getting some Reaction from Celtic fans Kevin is a Celtic fan on the line Did that feel like a big win Given everything that happened today Kevin? Massive win lads um, It was scrappy at times Really slow uh, But what I want to talk about Is the referee today I thought he was a disgrace again There was an incident in the first half Where the keeper drops the ball And picks it back up The Celtic player runs in And he he's nowhere near the keeper And the referee gives a free kick Ross County I don't know if any of you've seen it but I, yeah, I, I, remember. Yeah, I remember that one Hiya. I don't know why I don't know why it was gave there was no foul there was no offside but he gives a free kick to Ross County there was another one in the second half as well where the Ross County player are attacking and the Ross County player's down it's not a head knock Celtic get the ball back and start the counter attack and he blows up to pull the play back because the Ross County players in. 
Again, I think you have to widen the story beyond referees and the decision. The penalty given to Ross County, I think, was absolutely out of order. I don't think it's anything remotely like a penalty kick. Now, that's a serious matter because that could have materially influenced the outcome of the game. But we can't start going over Mm. everything that happens, especially on a day when Celtic have scored two goals and gone even further in front at the top of the league. It has to go beyond referees all the time. And I, I say that while at the same time saying the penalty given against Celtic was laughable. To be fair, the first, it's the first Celtic fan we've had on. If he wants to talk about the ref, yeah. fine, Mark. It did, it did feel like, certainly first half, as Kevin says, it was, or as, as Hugh and Kevin says, it, we weren't talking sort of massive match-altering moments, but you were, just a few that you were thinking, that's a bit ones. odd, that's a bit odd, that's a bit odd. And then the big one does come along eventually yeah. with the, the penalty. A few strange ones and the Celtic fans, probably when the penalty was given, is probably thinking, well, that was... It was adding up to something All these strange decisions The penalty Like I, I can get fans frustration and With handballs When they're Balking a shot and goal Like Burnaby's You know And then you can understand Well the law And we'll go into the rules And of course it's Maybe the ball's going goalwards And that's why they're given But the one in Matt O'Reilly today Was Way over the right hand side Of the box As we are looking at it It's not Going goalwards It's not shot and goal it has bobbled up and hit his hand. It is not influencing anything. For the referee to give that is is clearly wrong, in my opinion. And then for it to be obviously given with our technology, again, it was an astonishing decision. And Hugh's right, it could have had an impact in the game. Celtic obviously went through the gears and won, so it didn't. But it's not the point. The yeah. decisions and you think would be easy to get right. Because here's Boston Goggles already expressed the concern that VAR could influence Mm. the progress of the title race. Now, in every game, Celtic have had a a VAR moment. In all of those games, the VAR moment has gone against Celtic. Uh, You've been saying it all afternoon, I'm not sure this is the the VAR moment. The ref gave the penalty. It's a bad refereeing decision. He gave it. And then, obviously, it could have been changed by VAR. But if we remember life before VAR, what, four or five weeks ago... He's still given that penalty. Yeah. So you know, let's focus on the, the bad refereeing decision. If you think it is, rather than the yeah, yeah. The video the, assistant part well, of it. Well, today the, the penalty was given by the referee. He's entirely wrong. But I am also asking the Celtic supporters. You've got to give your team credit because in every instance Celtic have won mm. the matches. There is something a bit different, as Mark says. It's a very good explanation from your colleague there, Gordon, about today's. Versus the other ones Because mm. actually If you remember back No one in here thought Burnaby's was a penalty mm-hmm. Last week In fact you all thought It was a ridiculous decision But maybe Just maybe If you're going to force us Into this interpretation Of the rule And if his hand Because it was up If it has Stopped the shot Towards the goal Grudgingly Maybe Fine Like mm-hmm. I said though you all, you all think it's ridiculous And I probably tend to agree Today's though I, I, how it's nothing like that, as Mark says, he's not blocked a shot. Has he, he? He can't have moved his hand towards the ball. I don't even think his hand was that outstretched. That it's not travelled any distance. How does the ref give it, and how does VAR back it up? Um, only the referee will know how he's decided to give that penalty kick, Gordon. Because I'm with the lads in the studio. 
when I seen it, I could not believe if if every penalty kick's going to be given without being in trouble, uh, it was a bad, bad decision in my opinion from the referee. I don't know what he sees to give that penalty kick. I don't understand why he thinks that's a penalty kick. Matt Riley's absolutely no chance of getting his hands out the road or whatever it may be, and he decides to go with it. And as you said, there on top of that, why is VAR not sort of a Interfering with that and saying, "Look, hold on a minute. You'll need to have a think about that because that was certainly never a penalty kick. It was a bad refereeing decision." The, re- the referees have to understand on the day that every time the ball hits your hand in the box, it is not a penalty kick, and that's your prime example today. There will be times where defenders, yeah. whoever, the ball will hit their hand. It doesn't automatically mean it's a penalty, and our refs have got to be better and stronger to realise mm. that. It looked like Ange Postecoglou. Got about as frustrated as he ever does with refs, Kevin. He doesn't really mention it. Even the other day, amidst all of the drama about Jota, if you listen to what Ange Postacoglu says, he actually accepts that if they say it's offside, it's offside, and he's not that upset about that particular part. But he looked a little bit more annoyed today. Well, even at half time when the referee was coming off the park, Ange waited for him and had a word with him before he went down the tunnel. That's the first I've ever seen Ange do that. And it's getting to the point now where how, how many of these honest mistakes is it going to take before something's done? It seems to be every single game. It doesn't matter if we win or not. There's decisions going against us. That, that I mean, last week Burnaby got booked for a handball that he had no clue about. That could result in him getting a suspension or something further down the line. My worry, my worry, about, that, my, my, my worry about that one, Kevin, not my worry as such, because like our refs... If they're making big mistakes, good, call them out. If their VAR's not working, fine, call it out. You know, that's what we're here for. Is there a part of us, though, that, that needs to remember just how much of a mess handball seems to be across the board? You know what I mean? It's not... We, unfortunately, look at, I mean, look at Matt O'Reilly's. Look at Matt O'Reilly's in the Champions League, Kevin. Ludicrous. So I'm, I'm backing you up. You're a Celtic fan. I'm backing you up. Matt O'Reilly's handball in the Champions League is ludicrous. And then he gets booked for it. So, you know, you're talking about the way that it, you know the, the Scottish refereeing operation and it's all going against Celtic I feel like this handball rule is a bit bigger than that yeah I agree it's I mean it's a disgrace some of the decisions I've seen so far but like I said that the, the Matt O'Reilly one today is that any different for the Michael Smith one at Hearts yes it is because I thought Michael Smith was clearly guilty of conceding a penalty I, I think that's Kevin's point if that wasn't given why, you know, why is why's today's given if that one wasn't? Well, before we tie ourselves in knots, VAR can come and at times clarify and at times convert bad decision into good decision. But VAR can have no influence over referees who are not doing their jobs properly. Mm. And that, unfortunately, is happening too often. Our referees... Never mind the introduction of VAR, the referees are not doing their jobs properly. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be a bit of both because you blame the ref for giving that today, but then does that mean that whoever looked at it in the VAR didn't think it was a clear and obvious error? You know, so it does go hand in hand, but obviously when we lump every decision that we're annoyed at together, we probably do miss the differences between some of them. Today, Mark, you all think that's a mostly, you know, VAR can play a part. That's a, just a rank rotten decision by a referee, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. There's no getting away from it. And uh, VAR's in there for clearing obvious errors on both parts. You know, if the referee misses something, and it's he's called over to the monitor to look at it, and then he gives it. That's what it's there for. Equally, if he gives a penalty, then those in Clydesdale House have to be big enough to say, look at that decision again, because I think you've made an error there. And then the ref has got to be honest enough to hold his hands up, and. You know, rescind decisions that they've made. And today, I thought that was a perfect example. If the ref thought it was a penalty, then fine, he made a mistake. However, we've got this technology now mm. that he could have went and had a look at that and went, hmm, I've made an error there. Without worrying, you can almost overanalyze these incidents, Gordon, right? I, I accept that. But even this notion that maybe the ref, you know, just made a mistake, I'd still be really intrigued to hear what the ref thought he saw then, mm-hmm. if, if that is perceived to be a, a mistake. Because I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm buying that. That you know, he saw something different from VR. He, he can't have really, because Matt Riley is. I don't know. It is a, a yard in front of the the defender. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it's one of his own players as well as there, isn't it? Huh? And the ball just kind of pops up. I, I don't know what else he, he could have seen. No, I I think it goes down to it was a bad refereeing decision, Gordon. Um, and I just thought he called it a hundred percent wrong. I don't know. He'd need to come out and explain why he decided to give that decision. I've absolutely no idea, but they get it wrong. And today, for me, was a perfect example of a referee making a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And again, though, just quickly, there are two things at play here. Because, like I said to Kevin, if our refs are making bad decisions, I'm not going to cut them any slack. That's you know the, the, they, they deserve the criticism if they're making bad decisions. But there is also this thing with handball at the moment that we're seeing when our teams go into Europe with Matt O'Reilly and Conor Goldson in the qualifiers. We're even seeing some weird ones inter- internationally. It's everywhere. Yeah. Football seems to be getting itself in a real old mess. And our well, refs maybe aren't helping, fine. But there's a lot to this one. Well, to quote Hugh's point there, we're tying ourselves in knots. And I think the rules uh, are adding to that as well with a handball rule. It could be simplified. I get that they're trying to simplify it. But I think it's making it a whole lot more complicated for everybody involved. Well, let's hear what Ange Postacoglu thought of it. We'll do it next. After they play... You have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025. If you want to join in, you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Joseph Banatine says, Why do we need to look beyond the ref? It was nonsense. We need to scrutinise refs and VAR even more. Oh, and happy birthday, Hugh, he says. And nice. Henrik's tongue Says every time the ball touches a hand, it's a penalty. Why are you not mentioning hearts at Ibrox on Wednesday night then? Says Henrik's tongue. Well, it wasn't a handball, was it? I, I hit his face. I, I wonder what people <laughs> watch that's, when that's they that see a ball finished. coming off the face and they think it's a handball. It's clearly hit his face. Anyway, let's hear Ange Postacoglu's take. He was talking about obviously the game, the performance, the result, how proud he was, and some thoughts on refs and VAR and all the rest of it in there as well. It's just, uh, I mean, they're an outstanding group of players. Like, quality's there, but the strength of character is just outstanding. You know, we've had 13 games in this stretch, um, you know, 13 games in 42-something days. Uh, Champions League, which, you know, takes a lot out of you with the travel. Um, to be perfect in the league through that time is just, just a brilliant effort. And uh, that was indicative of... You know, the way we played today, just really focused, really strong, not deterred by anything, and uh, yeah, really proud of the players. Oh, I'm pretty fortunate. Oh, I've got a fantastic 
you know, group of players, real quality, but <clears throat> in terms of character, um, you know, outstanding. Uh, the, the fact that they continue to to rise to every challenge. This is always going to be a challenge for us, as it has been, I think, for every football club, kind of in a similar situation. You know, with, you know whether that's here in, in Scotland or other places in Europe, where <coughs> people got European football and combining um, you know, league football within this period. Um, for us to be perfect in the league is just, as I said, an outstanding effort by everyone, staff, players. Real credit to them. Just quickly ask you about the, the penalty. What did you make of it and, and just the overall kind of performance? Yeah, look, I've already said that. I think me talking about it the last two cl- two weeks has done a disservice to my football club and it's best I, I don't really talk about it anymore. They're all, the only way they were going to score today was a penalty and they got it. So, um, yeah, from my perspective... Um, we just got to make sure we're scoring more goals um, than the opposition. There you are. Sorry, Celtic fans. Your manager isn't wanting to go down the route of refs. He wants to focus on the performance. And you would understand that, Hugh, when you consider that that run. I must admit, I'd forgotten yeah. just how many. Because we're not at the end of November. We're not even at mid-November. And so October and two and a half weeks, nearly three weeks of of November. Um, no, sorry, nearly two weeks of November. Celtic have played thirteen games. Yeah. Eight domestically and they've won every one of them And uh, in that time they've had to compensate for the loss of Jota Starfelt The captain above all, Callum McGregor And I'm glad he said what he said, Ange Postacoglu It would be a disservice to Celtic to go on about it Because he has concentrated on the outstanding group To quote him The strength of character To quote him and the brilliant effort to quote him given over those 13 games. Yes, there have been decisions that have gone Celtic's way and others that have gone against Celtic unfairly, but they have overcome all of that and they have extended their lead at the top to nine points and I think Ange Postacoglu mm. can go to Australia for his homecoming. A very contented man. I think just out of fairness to... Teams like Ross County and, and across Scottish football, Gordon, Malky Mackay will be thinking, well, when you, you're able to bring on Jackie Marcus, mm. Abada, Jota, Starfelt, and, and Taylor. What, what what do you expect? But in fairness, then to Celtic, Celtic Rangers are always financially dominant, and it's still not easy to go and put that level of consistency together. Just look back on previous seasons; it's not it's not always easy to do it, and they always. Look like they're going to win domestic Nobody's, games constantly at yeah, the moment. They always find a way, Gordon. Uh, you know, perfect example was against Dundee United at Celtic Park, well below form, makes the substitutions, they come on, big impacts. Every 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 game they play, they've got that firepower, they've got a terrific squad, they've got this attitude that they just keep going. They believe that they're going to, as Ange Postacoglu says there, we score more goals in opposition. So far they're doing that. I agree with you. I think he'll be a very happy uh, football manager. He'll go and enjoy his break with his players and they'll look to come back and continue the, the fine uh, form that they're on. What have you made of the form, Mark? The Celtic manager wants to talk about yeah. that rather than the referees. Listen, just exceptional. And I say that from you know my previous experiences there as well. In European football, domestic football, to put a run together like that. 15 games played in the league, mm. 14 wins. 
Unbelievable What a day it's been But we're not done yet Because Aberdeen Dundee United Is fast approaching Six o'clock kick-off Dave Galloway is looking forward To that one Yes indeed Gordon Huge incentives For both teams tonight Aberdeen stung by The midweek defeat At Livingston Desperate to bounce back With the victory Which would ensure They head into the World Cup break In third place Despite their awful Away record They've done well Here this season Winning five Of their six Home league matches Dundee United Well they've yet to get a Premiership win on the road so far but looked very good as they thrashed Kilmarnock 4-0 at Tannadice on Wednesday and having also hammered the Dons by the same scoreline last month will be here full of confidence three points this evening for them would again lift them off the foot of the table and above Kilmarnock to the teams then and two changes for Aberdeen, Coulson and Kennedy are in for Richardson and McKenzie, it's Roos in goals, a back three of McCrory Stewart and Scales in midfield the wide players Kennedy and Coulson with Baron Ramadani and Clarkson in the middle Mayovsky and Duke the partnership up front the subs for the Dons Lewis McKenzie Morris Basawin Watkins Duncan Richardson Milne and Ramirez Dundee United, just the one change for them. Sibold is in for June, who drops to the bench. It's Birigiti in goals, a back three of Smith, Edwards and Graham. The wing-backs for the Tangerines tonight, Freeman and Behic with uh, Levitt, Sibold and Middleton in the middle. McGrath plays off Fletcher up top. The subs for United, Eriksson, McMahon, Niskanen, Pollitt, Jume, Mikasin, Anaku, Harks and Watt. Stephen McLean is on VAR duties tonight and your referee here at Pataudry is Willie Collum. Well, we're very much looking forward to that one, the Saturday night experiment. It's a big game as well, Aberdeen trying to make moves at the top and Dundee United uh, now really need something after the combination of results today. What a day it's been, by the way, Hugh Keevans, a, a fitting dramatic way in, in some respects to go into a World Cup break. How would you sum it all up? I would sum it up by saying it's been a watershed day. For Celtic, they have overcome all problems and extended their lead at the top to nine points, which means it is crisis time at Ibrox. They have reached the crossroads the manager's future must be decided over the next 48 hours. The fans await a sign, a statement from the board in which direction are Rangers headed. Well, who knows? What will that picture look like by Monday night at six? It might be exactly the same. It might be completely different. Either way, I think you'll simply have to join us at six o'clock with Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller. And in the meantime, George is up next with the GBX.